Welcome to Dad Up, a podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Andy Peters. He is a very successful multiple business owner. He has a few businesses in the food industry dealing with fitness, including Fit Plus, a successful meal prep food service in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He is also involved in a wealth management firm outside the state that he has been going very well for him. He and his wife have three awesome kids, and Andy takes his role as a dad and provider for his family very seriously. He shares how much he enjoys witnessing the joy and love through his kids' eyes every day. It's something that helps change his perspective on his life and day-to-day tasks of running multiple businesses. Please welcome Andy Peters to Dad Up. Andy, thank you very much for joining me on Dad Up today. I appreciate it. Uh, do me a favor for listeners that don't know much about you. Um, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, your story, kind of uh, your life, uh, a little bit about your life, and also about your family, how many kids you have. But yeah, uh, Andy Peters here uh, from Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, married. We have three kids, um, a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-and-a-half-year-old about to turn five in two months. Um, local business owner. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of businesses here in town. Um, they're in the food industry. We've got um, a couple of businesses that are outside of the state that um, help with like wealth management, um, things of that nature. And yeah, just, you know, love being a dad, um, enjoying life with my kids. And uh, just watching those little rascals uh, grow up a little too quickly. <laughs> right. Um, well, they're, they're still kind of young, but um, um, what do you, uh, what do you enjoy uh, most about being a dad? Man, you know, being able to, being able to relate to a kid, that's mine and it brings you back into those childhood memories of your own. Um, you know, that, that I think is amazing. And then just the unconditional love, there's no, there's no boundaries to it. You know, as, as you get older, you get, you know, you can get in relationships and, you know, you can fall in and out of love and all this stuff. And then when your kids, it's just this unconditional love that, you know, that's just so pure and they don't care, you know, how much money you make. They don't care, you know, how your day, if it was bad, if it was good, it's just, you know, dad's home, mom's home, you know, let's have fun, let's love them, and, and that's it. So for me, just seeing that pureness, um, you know, the, the full just love for life. And, you know, I, I watched my older daughter, who's nine, she'll be 10 this year, and, you know, just how she views life in general, you know, and, and the way she outlooks at her day and all that, it, it changes my perspective and, and some view of things. Because, you know, I'll, I'll wake up, we've got businesses, and, you know, sometimes things don't go as plain, they can bum me out. You know, and then my daughter wakes up and we're just, I'm driving down the road, taking her to school. And she's like, dad, is today not beautiful? And I'm sitting there in my mind, you know, it's like, man, today was kind of a really bad day. We didn't hit quota. You know, we, 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 on our wealth management courses, we might have had some people that fell off, you know, and then she's like, dad, today's beautiful. Look, it's a good day to be alive. And it's like, you know what? You're right, baby. It really is. And it kind of makes everything else just fall to the wayside, you know? Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, they can certainly change our, uh, our, our day. They can certainly change our perspective and, and how we're, how we're, uh, handling our day. Uh, it's cool. That's, that's awesome that she said that. So it, she said it at the right time. It sounded like she does. I mean, my, my, my kids are, you know, I mean, obviously everyone says their kids are special. Um, and, and I believe all kids are, are special to each of their own within their own personalities and life and stuff. But, you know, I think kids can also read their parents pretty well. And, um, you know, it seems like even my youngest who, you know, will be five this year, she's just, 
they're all in their own little niche and they can, it almost is like they can sense my feelings. Um, and even my wife's as well, uh, to where they can just pick us up, make us feel, you know, good when we're down and, and we don't even show it to them. You know, it's like, we don't tell them, Hey, I'm today. Daddy's in a bad mood. Don't talk to me. You know, I'm not coming home in a bad mood, blowing them off. You know, I'm coming home. I'm smiling. I'm, I'm living life to its fullest, but it's like, they still know deep down inside, you know, daddy needs that extra hug. You know, mm-hmm. he needs that extra push today. And it just, you know, it, it just puts things into perspective so quickly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you're in, uh, you're in Tennessee, huh? I am. I am. We're actually, so you did, uh, you did the call with uh, Taylor a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. Do you, do you he, know him? I do. I do know Taylor and Macy, uh, amazing people. Um, we've, we've had the pleasure of knowing them for, for quite some time now. So, so oh, yeah, cool. it's, uh, it's pretty cool. They're actually not even 14 minutes down the road from me. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, um, uh, next time you see Taylor, you have to tell him I said, hello. Most definitely. Most definitely. Awesome. Well, um, with, with, now you said you have an older daughter. What about the six year old and four and a half year old? What, what are the boys? Are so, yeah. So, uh, six year old boy. And then my youngest is a girl. So it's a girl, boy, girl. Oh, cool. Cool. All right. Uh, what kind of challenges you're a business owner. So you're, you're busy. You got a lot of things going on. You have three young kids, uh, you have a hectic life. So, uh, what kind of challenges do you face as a dad? So the biggest challenge that I faced was about six years ago. Um, I worked in corporate America. So I was, you know, in the corporate jobs for 15 years of, of my life. And I came straight out of, I, I kind of, you know, come right out of high school um, into this corporate America job that's kind of a part-time gig. And then it just snowballed into this full-time job. So here I am, 18 years old, straight out of high school, you know, working, you know, working this, you know, 50, 60 hour, you know, shift in corporate world. And I was like, I can, I can swing this. So I started, you know, getting involved since I was at a young age, investing my money into other things. So I, I'd invested in the real estate. I invested into the stock market. I invested into other small businesses. And, you know, I took on all this stuff when I was young because I, I'd, taken, I'd taken it from my dad. You know, my dad was like, you can invest in yourself when you're young. And when you're in your 30s, you know, in your 40s, you can kind of scale back a little bit and enjoy life instead of having to wait till you retire. So that was my plan. Well, fast forward, you know, I had my daughter in 2010 and, you know, we're still working and, and pushing these, you know, 80 to 90 hour weeks. And my biggest challenge was my time. You know, at first it was like, well, my daughter's young. You know, she's not going to know if I'm home. She's not going to know if I'm gone, you know, if I'm having to work. So I'm going to continue doing this. And then as she started getting older, you know, like around that two year range, I was like, man, I've missed out two years of my daughter's life, mm-hmm. you know, because I've been working so much. And, and corporate America didn't make it any better for me. I'd always heard, you know, when you're working the strict nine to five, it's not that you're physically exhausted, you're mentally exhausted to where you just don't want to do anything. And mm-hmm. I, I never thought that was true until I started having kids. And then I saw how much energy that took from me. So I had to regroup and say, I've got to change my life because if I keep this up, I'm going to be that dad that never gets to go to school lunches and gets to go on field trips and, you know, gets to do these things with their kids. So, um, you know, got to the pen and paper, started talking to my wife and, you know, I quit my corporate job in 2013 and never looked back. And, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the, like I said, that was where that challenging moment happened. And since that time, I mean, it's been a breath of fresh air, you know, I'm, I'm spending, you know, I kind of get to pick and choose my schedule. I get to go on field trips, eat lunch with my kids. I'm actually in the line right now to pick them up from school. Um, so, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun being able to be in their life like that. 
and, and not having to be just so strapped down. So that was my biggest challenge was just that time commitment that I had to make to my family and, and let, them, let them know their priority. Right. Right. Well, that's cool. Now, do they, are they into sports at all? So my, my oldest, um, she actually wants to get into dancing gymnastics. She wants to follow in her mom's footsteps. Um, okay. I raced dirt, dirt bikes as a kid uh, growing up. So my son's got him a PW50. So we're, we're slowly getting him, you know, trained on it and, and seeing if he kind of fits that mold to, to race dirt bikes. And then my youngest, she's very um, artistic in what she likes to do. So she's the, you know, building the bracelets and all that stuff. So she's not really transformed into sports yet. Um, but the, the older two are for sure already We've not pushed them in it yet. Um, I was pushed in, I wasn't really pushed into sports, so to say, but I was pushed into it at a young age, uh, right around five and a half, six years old. And, um, you know, I enjoyed it, but it become, I mean, that becomes a way of life. You know, from six right. years old till, you know, later in my life, it was just, we were sports, 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 you know, every day. And um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of letting my kids take that different path to, to choose kind of where they want to be involved at. And I'm um, right. to see at what capacity they want to be involved at. Right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. My, you know, my two boys are older, um, both, you know, 18 year old and a 21 year old, but you know, our, our rule was that they had to be involved in something. Uh, they could pick what it was uh, yep. as long as they enjoyed it, but they had to be involved in something, just something that, that gave them um, some physical activity as well as um, that social interaction with other kids. So oh, yeah, um, most definitely. Certainly, certainly important. Now, um, when it comes to uh, discipline, how do you and your wife handle discipline in the house? <clears throat> so discipline for us is almost like a, just an open line of communication with the kids. Um, it was something we kind of had to learn because I tell, you know, there's, I wish there was a book that could tell you from step, you know, one to 100, what to do with your kids. Um, right. That way it just made it easier. <laughs> um, but we, you know, I didn't want to be the dad. It's always, you know, taking his kids in the other room and giving them a, a, a massive heavy spanking, you know, and I, did, I didn't want to be the dad that was just constantly taking things away from them. So for me, it was more of just communication. So, you know, a prime example was, you know, the other night, my son, he was a little agitated because he wanted to go ride his motorcycle. Well, you know, the weather wasn't in our favor. The, the ground was super wet. You know, it was almost 36 degrees outside. And I'm like, son, we're, we're not going outside today to ride your motorcycle. He just threw this fit. You know, so I go over to him, like, Lawson, come here. So he walks over, and we sit down, like, why are you throwing a fit? You know, and we started talking through it as to why he was getting mad and, and how he, you know, let, you can let your anger out, but let it out in a different way. You don't have to, you know, ball up your fist and stomp away. You know, you can be mad, and you can show it, but let's not just, you know, all go out and leave it, you know. And, and, then, and I just talked to him with it, and I've seen that that tends to work really well because it's, it's not the whole you know, beating them down and making them feel like, oh, you're a horrible little kid because you did something wrong. And when we, when we start opening up that line of communication, you know, it just, I don't know, it seems like it works. It's kind of weird to explain over the phone, but it's more or less sitting down with them, talking to them why they got upset, you know, what would be a different way of handling this, and we shouldn't let it happen again. And, you know, we're just trying to work with them to where they can, can kind of control those emotions a little different because at home, they're going to do the same thing at school. So, right. you know, if they're at school and they're, if they're at school and they're acting up, you know, the teacher's not going to take them in the room and, and beat the crap out of them. Right. You know, the teacher's going to discipline them by putting them in, you know, in school suspension or they're going to have to sit out of the playground. So, it's, you know, we're, we're trying to do something at home that would almost mimic what would happen at school to some degree, 
So it kind of, you know, rides the same wavelengths. Right. Yeah, communication's key. Um, certainly uh, getting down to their level and communicating with them in a way that they understand. And it, not only that, but it, bring, but it also builds that closeness with them as well. It does. It really does. Yeah. Now, you, you're, you have a nine-year-old, six-year-old, and four-and-a-half-year-old. Uh, I'm sure the nine-year-old's probably got a little bit of uh, exposure to screen time, maybe the six-year-old too. Um, how do you guys feel about social media and the screen time with the kids? Man, I hate social media. <laughs> I'm, uh, and, I, and, I, and I say that as I'm, you know, as I've got a company that markets on social media. All of my businesses are ran on social media. Um, you know, I mean, basically everything we do is on social media. And I will still say this day, I hate social media. You know, social media to me is the other body in the house that everyone is gravitated towards. It's their best friend, and they lose touch with everyone else in the house. Right. So, you know, for us, it's, it's a really fun line of, you know, our kids get around 30 minutes a day and that screen time is whether it's their iPad for learning. We do have, we've got a, um, an iMac station, um, in their playroom. So it's an iMac computer where they can go in and, you know, there's different programs on there for learning. Um, there's different things for reading and studying. My oldest loves to write books. So, you know, she'll jump on there and she's writing a book right now. And, you know, we give them 30 minutes, we give them 30 minutes each on that. Now, granted, you know, there are times where those worlds have to be bent. You know, like, for example, you know, it was, I believe it was last Tuesday or Wednesday, my wife and I had a crazy, crazy day. I had to come home and jump on a news conference, I mean, a conference uh, with the local news station. Uh, my wife had some of her clients that she had to jump on a call with. And, you know, we promised our kids that we were going to go, you know, out and eat dinner early, you know, go to Chuck E. Cheese and go play some arcade games. So, you know, we had about a 15, 20 minute delay in between leaving. So obviously I was like, Hey, you guys can have screen time. You can do whatever you want to do. We'll be leaving in about 15 more minutes. Um, but we, we try to hit that 30 minutes on the dot because it's just, you know, there's just so much to lock. When I was a kid, we didn't have that. You know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. we're playing in the front, we're playing in the front yard with the neighbors. You know, right. I'm, when I, when I'm out eating dinner with my dad as a kid, it was just me and my dad. You know, it wasn't me and my dad and this third body that was just an electrical device. You know, it was 100% me and him. You know, road right. trips, everything. So I kind of want my kids to have that same environment of growing up because, you know, my daughter has stayed at other friends' houses and she's went places. And she's like, Dad, it's so weird. At dinner, no one talked. They were all just like looking at their phones and it was just weird. And um, I was like, yeah, I, I bet you it made you feel like you were out of place. And she was like, yeah, no one said a word. So you know, wow. I don't want my kids. I don't want my kids to be in that environment because I just I feel like you lose a lot of a lot of touch with your kids. You know, they're they're relying on that the I guess the the being awarded online by you know talking to their friends and, and doing this stuff instead of just having that direct communication. Yeah, yeah, it's funny that you say that. It's it, it has become our our. Uh, the norm now uh, with, with kids, especially in, you know, I coach high school basketball and one of the things we go to go away to a tournament or something and I'll take my team out for a team meal. And one of the rules is no phones at the table. So yeah. all the boys can sit there and chat with each other. And if I didn't have that rule, uh, they would be their phones with their heads would be in their faces. And you know, what's funny <laughs> is they'll, they'll sit across from each other and they would text each other. Like really, you can't just have a face-to-face <laughs> conversation. So, so yeah, that's that's cool. That's that's a good rule to have. 
Now you're a business owner, so have your daughters expressed, or or your son has has he expressed what they would do when they get older? So my daughter, she wants to she wants to run the the business. I mean, she is she's gung ho. I mean, she's made up like her own um, you know scripts for different types of uh, food within the uh, restaurant that we have, as far as like uh, how we cook it, how we prepare it. She's got her own little menu. Um, she started, you know, her little savings account as a backup funding for the business. I mean, she wants to be business, business, business. Um, cool. my, and my son, my son, on the other hand, you know, his his interest right now is, you know, he just wants to be a professional dirt bike racer. And that's right. It. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, it, and it, it's like I, I told everybody, you know, it's um, I support my kids in anything they want to do as my parents did me, and you know, I I, I turned out pretty good. So I'm gonna, you know, treat them with the same you know, respect and uh, push that my parents did and, and see where it leads them. Cool. Well, that would be cool to have her uh, follow in your footsteps, kind of take over the business when she's older. It, it would be a lot of fun. You know, I just want my kids to, you know, the things that my wife and I do now, you know, we're, we're doing for our kids as my parents did me. You know, I, I was blessed to have, you know, two parents and grandparents who, you know, worked and dedicated their lives to their family but really built something for the kids. And that was what my grandfather was big on too. So my grandfather built things for my dad. And then my dad and my grandfather built things for me. And they just passed it through generation. And, and it's like, you can, you can determine, you know, your grandkids future based on what we do today. And I think mm-hmm. we get so caught up. I mean, especially in the day when you're talking about the phone, it's so easy to buy things. It's so easy to be distracted by the Joneses. Now, you know, back in the day, you could keep up with the Joneses if you saw them as your neighbor or if you went to church with them, you know, right. now you can keep up with 1000 different Joneses online and everyone's always trying to catch this, you know, faster and bigger life. And it's like, while you're sitting here looking at your kids and it's like, what are you doing for them? You right. know, what, what are you, what are you building for your kids? And, you know, I've got a lot of friends of mine who said, well, I'm, I'm putting them through college. I'm like, well, you're putting them through college, but I mean, we should be building them something. So for me, you know, out of you know, my wife and I combined together have seven businesses. And, oh, wow. and three and three of those businesses are dedicated to our kids. So one business, um, all all the profits and everything it makes is dedicated for my my daughter. Another one for my son. Another one for my other daughter. And it goes into a wealth management investment um, that we have for them, to where when they turn eighteen to twenty, you know, twenty one, whenever, you know, they've got money for a college. They've got money to if my son, you know, my oldest, she loves photography too. If, if she wanted to just travel the world doing photography, you know, she's got this little nest egg there that she can rely on to where she's chasing her passion and not having to chase a dollar bill, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of where I want to see my kids go is like, don't chase the money because money's everywhere. And you're going to, you're going to live this life and you're going to die. So chase your passion, let me and your mom work. You know, we've already lived our life. We had fun in our teenage years and our twenties and our thirties. I'm in my late thirties now. It's like, so let me build something for you, but you've got to do the same for your kids too. And that's kind of that's kind of what I want to see them do. Well, that's cool. That's 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 great that you have that established. I mean, that's 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 um, awesome. And and your kids will appreciate it. And you're right. It's something that you know you're teaching them at a young at a young age what the, the right way to to parent and 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 bring their kids up. And they're going to do the same for theirs. And all it takes is you know I was talking to a a small business class a few weeks ago. And that's what I said. It just takes one generation to stop and change it within your family. Right. You know, if, if there's a, cause I've, I've met a lot of families that struggle, you know, it almost seems like it's the generations and through the generations that continue. 
And it's like, you know, it just takes that one stop. And that was kind of my grandfather. You know, my grandfather on my mom's side come, come from a very, very, very poor family. Um, he had 13 brothers and sisters. And, you know, he was the one, he was the one that stepped out and made something of himself and built an amazing, you know, business and whatnot. And then that's kind of what established the rest of the family from there on out. So it just takes that one person in the family to, you know, break out of the mold and, and do something different and say, Hey, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for the future generations, you know? Right. Right. Well, cool. Um, what do you, what do you wish you knew before you had kids that you know now? How important time is. Oh, that's yeah. the, I think that's the, that's the thing I've preached to all, all of my friends who are about to become parents. I'm like, everything you thought you knew where you're wanting to be the best parent known to man, you know, you're going to raise your kid in the nicest house. They're going to have the best toys. You think about all these things. I said, but forget about all that and focus on time. You know, you're, you're, if, you, if you start really focusing on that, it will, it'll change everything I think about being a parent. And that's, that's what I wish I knew beforehand because I, I lost out on a solid, you know, two years of my oldest daughter's life because I was so focused on, you know, this money aspect and growing things and, you know, going out with the guys after work you know, for a drink or two or, or going out and playing, you know, golf or tennis and, and doing these things instead of knowing, oh, you've got a, a newborn at home. You should probably be there with your newborn and your wife, you know, and, and I just didn't, it didn't hit me. And, you know, once I realized that, I mean, obviously my son, I've been with my son since day one minus maybe two and a half months. And then my youngest daughter, I've been with her since the day she was born. I mean, she, was, she started pre-K, you know, I mean, to work with me every single day. If I had, I've got pictures on my Facebook where, you know, my son is actually sitting in board meetings with me where we're about to sign massive contracts, you know, and here he is just a kid sitting in there. I took him everywhere I went because it was like this time I never get back. You know, they're going to be grown up, moved out, and then I'm going to regret every bit of it. So, you know, just, I wish I would have had a better perspective of time um, when, you know, when I first become a dad. Yeah. No, time, you're absolutely right. And it's, you know, time was important to me uh, as a dad. When, when I grew up, my, my parents worked a lot. So I didn't get the opportunity to spend a whole lot of time with them outside the home um, because they were working. And so even when I played sports and stuff, it was, they, I hardly ever saw them because they were working. And I just promised yep. myself I'd never be that way. And I have my, my youngest, who's 18, about to graduate high school, um, I'm the, I'm the assistant coach on his varsity basketball team. So I have coached both my boys. My oldest is 21. I've coached both my boys since they were four years old. And, uh, and that's all one. Yeah. I just, I wanted that time with, uh, I was selfish of that. I wanted that time with them and it's something that they'll remember forever and, and hopefully uh, spread to their kids. Oh yeah. I mean, they remember it. My daughter, I mean, she even notices it. I mean, she had an event at school last week and, um, you know, after school, I was allowed to pick her up and take her with me. So we worked the van. I check her out. She goes, and she gets in the car and she's like, dad, it's so sad. And I was like, what is that, baby? She's like, it's just so sad that there's you and mommy and only two other parents who get to come to any of the kids stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, baby, you know, some, some people have to work. Like they, they just can't leave work. If they had left work, they could have lost their job. They could have done all this. And she was like, well, daddy, do they, do they not care enough? And, and you know, you're having to answer these to a, a nine-year-old that's just looking at it for what it is. And, you know, it's, it's like there's there's so many kids that don't have those parents that are able to do those things. You know, that if if you can make adjustments in your life, if you can make that time, you know, it, it changes, I think, the entire perception 
of the kid's look is the parent. You know, instead of being mommy and daddy always works, it's, well, mommy and daddy work, but they found a way to do this. You know, they found a way to, and I mean, my kid's eyes just, you know, light up every time they see me at a, a school event. And it's like, I just, I can't imagine not seeing that as a dad. And then I can't imagine how they would feel by not seeing me there, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, cool. Now, um, if you had the, uh, if Andy had the secret to raising good kids, you had to share it with, with me, what would that secret be? Oh, man. Um, the secret. I, you know, probably to keep an open mind about everything. Um, like you said earlier, we have to get on a kid's level for everything. And I mean, whether that's discipline, whether that's, you know, them understanding why something is no and why something is yes. Um, it's just having that open mind that these are, these are little humans who have never been on this earth before. They were just born. They're little kids now. You know, they've got maybe three to four years under their belt. Their brains are still developing. And I think as parents, sometimes we expect so much out of our kids. And we have to remember what we're expecting of them when we're in our 20s and 30s. We've had years on top of years to build this image in our head of what our kids should be doing. And we kind of have to scale that down to, hey, these, these kids, their brain's still fresh. It's still processing things that in their mind is right, but in ours is wrong. And in their mind is wrong, our mind is right. So, we, you know, you just have to have an open mind to work with them and, and come to their level and then be, you know, acceptive of, you know, some of the decisions that they want to make in their life. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, a, that's a great answer. Um, yeah, that's that's perfect. I, I appreciate you saying that. You got to keep an open mind with all your with your kids for sure. Now, um, if if my listeners wanted to learn a little bit more about you or look you up, um, where can they find you, and um, how can they learn more about you? And then also, uh, what do you guys have going on this year? You got a lot of businesses, so what are, what kind of yeah. new things do you guys have going on this year? So you can find me on Instagram at Andy Peters V, and that's uh, V is in Victor. And then on Facebook, it's just um, fb.com with the forward slash Andy Peters and then the V of Victor again. Um, and for this year, you know, my main focus was to, to make 2020 a year where we're kind of, you know, pulling out of our businesses a little bit and being more hands-on with the community and being more hands-on with our kids. So we've, we've done a great deal of that so far, um, but I feel like that, you know, there's more to be had. So I, I want my time spent with my kids to be more than the time that I work. That, that's kind of what I'm wanting to be, which is as a business owner, it's tough. So I'm finding 2020 as a year of delegation. Um, and then we're about to do um, a, a kind of like a, a city to city mentorship program. So we'll be obviously in Chattanooga. Um, and then once a week, we're going to be in Atlanta. We're going to be in Knoxville and we're going to be in Nashville. So we'll, we'll be in those cities at least once a week. Um, working with kids that are, you know, in high school, going into college, that are looking to do a little bit of something different with their life and not the typical, I'm going to go to college, come out and find a nine to five. So we're trying to teach, you know, kids a different way of building a brand and then building a business while at such a young age. And, and people are like, well, you know, and a 17-year-old has to go to college. And it's like, well, a 17-year-old right now can get a student loan for X amount of dollars, but they can also build an online store and get capital funding of twenty to $30,000 to start up a business of their own. And if they still want to go to school, great. You know, they can still go to school, but they're also building something that's making them money even while they're at school. So mm-hmm. um, 2020 is really going to be big on the mentoring and coaching side of it to, to make sure we're getting some of these kids in the right places and not just, you know, forcing them 
um, you know, to go somewhere off the bat and then already be in debt with it. Right. Well, cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, um, Andy, look, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, share your experiences and tell me a little bit about yourself. I feel like I have a new friend and um, I wish you, uh, you all the success this next year uh, with your businesses and the new venture that you're going to be uh, doing with uh, younger kids. Um, I just really appreciate you taking the time, brother. And if I'm ever out in Tennessee, uh, you and Taylor and I will have to uh, grab a meal together. And, and Brian, I, I really appreciate the call and including me on this podcast. You know, I, this is uh, being part of something like this is, is what I love doing. I love sharing, you know, my story and hearing other stories and, and you're bringing all that together. So again, I appreciate it. And yeah, most definitely, if you're ever in Chattanooga, Tennessee, or even, you know, nearby, you know, drop me a line and, and we'll get together for sure. Cool. Um, well, you have a, you have a blessed day and a blessed week and um, be sure to uh, tell Taylor I said hello. Will do, Brian. Have a great day, buddy. All right. Take care, man. Thank you again to Andy for talking with me on Data. As you heard, Andy is very passionate about being a dad and knows how important his role is and takes it very seriously. Andy represents the Data community very well. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way this show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing and talking about it. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for guests who would like to be a guest yourself, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Coach B. Ward or email me at dadaptribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.